I got a question for you. Go ahead, Mark. <laughs> Ask away. I didn't know we were doing a call and response no, there. I was just, you know. What's dr- the question, dr- Mark? Dr- dr- dramatic pause. Okay. Um, well, no, I actually was kind of thinking about exactly how to ask it, but I could just be straightforward and see what you do with it. Be straight with me, Mark. All you right. know you can be that way. Jordan Lover, Brock Purdy. Uh, and then I'll explain. I mean... But answer it how you want. As a quarterback or just as a guy? No, as an usher. <laughs> usher, usher, usher. <laughs> who, who do you want guiding you to your seat this weekend, you 97 percenters? In whose system, Mark? I mean, it, to me, the answer is Brock Purdy. Okay. But I know that why it's not a unanimous it belief. Yeah, why do you answer it that way? Because I think that Brock Purdy has shown this year to be the most accurate and the most efficient quarterback in pro football. Now, if you want to talk about the last seven weeks, we can have an argument and more of a debate over who's been better over the last seven weeks. I think Jordan Love has probably been better over the last seven weeks. Probably. I mean, mean, statistically. He's got an 18 to 1 uh, TD to interception ratio, and they are 5 and 2. And Brock Purdy had the calamity on Christmas that Mm -hmm. cost him the MVP. And... You know, they didn't even trust him to play against the Rams, Mark. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Very Man, good. You're welcome. No, they're both really good. Yeah. They're both really good. Jordan has been exceptional with that touchdown to interception ratio. Yeah, is it one pick in the last I think it's seven weeks. Nine games? Or Might be it, nine. Yeah. Um like if you count the playoff game. Oh right. Right? Like they finished the year six and two and then they won last week. And uh, and I think I'm gonna, I'm gonna pull up the game log here. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I think that he has only had one pick through that entire time and confirmed. Yeah. yeah. One and nine. Yeah. He got picked twice by the Steelers on November 12th, November 12th. Okay. Since November 12th. Yeah. He's thrown one interception. One. It's against the New York Giants on one December time. One time. Yeah. One time. So, um. Yeah, he's been fantastic. Um, isn't it wild that we would get to the playoffs this year and Brock Purdy's the experienced guy? That's kind of wild. And, and, and that's one of the reasons I, I, I throw this out there. Brock Purdy and Jordan Love. I don't know where this is going to go. If we learned anything at the end of every football season, it's that next year is going to be different. Right? I don't know. Right? Like, even I. Look. Look at me now. You know everything I've said all year. Even I, I don't know if Brock Purdy's going to be a Hall of Famer or yeah. a, or a seven year Niner or a forty million. Do- I don't know. I don't know that. It's not done. And surprising things happen in sports all the time, right? Like the Eagles want to fire their coach. <laughs> like a month and a half ago, he waltzed into any room with a swagger and saliva coming out the side of his mouth and uh, his bleep didn't stink. And he might not make it to February with the job. So I don't know when things are going to take an unfortunate turn. It can happen. It has happened. Yeah. So I don't know any of that. But can you see the same scenario that I do see as a possibility? We might be looking at the first matchup of many. Look at NFC quarterback. Between Love and Purdy. Love and Purdy. Yeah. Love and Purdy, which, by the way, sounds like a great book or a movie or, or whatever. Like Purdy Love. It could be that. 
if you look at the future of the NFC, Dak Prescott, one more year on the contract and all kinds of yelling and screaming and maybe a new coach. Yeah, Jared Goff, steady Eddie, but he's never going to be the guy where you're like, dude, somehow you got to figure out how to beat Goff. He's never going to be that guy. Stafford, getting older. Jalen Hurts, really good, but now that whole team's in transition. Might be a, a retool, I not mean, a rebuild, but yeah, a retool. But, dude, if half your stats are because of that tush-push thing and Jason Kelsey's retiring, I who knows where that's all going to go. And then you look up and down. We did this uh, yesterday, and you're like, right, Mark, in terms of the entire conference. I mean, Baker in Tampa, is he the permanent fix? Uh, Young in Carolina, ugh, off nope. to a rough start. Nope. Derek Carr in New Orleans. I mean, you can take the whole South the whole out South. of it. Kirk Cousins coming off a major injury, and his contract is up. Justin Fields, maybe, maybe, maybe. not. And, you know, Seattle, Geno's got one more year if they allow him to stick. Kyler, and uh, DeVito living at home with I mean, mom and dad. I love right? him. Daniel Jones making 40 mil. Washington with a complete regime change on the horizon. Does Told Bob us. Myers like the quarterback <laughs> situation? I mean, if... if Jared I, Goff, by the way, one more year. Next year is his last year. year. Yeah, yeah. And then yeah. his contract goes from $31 million. If he continues to be this good, he's going to get a raise. Uh, he's definitely going to get a raise. He's definitely going to If they win the division again next year right. and they're playoff performers, Jared Goff, who knows where this is going to go. Um, he's favored to go to the conference championship game. Right. And something crazy could happen. Who knows? He might end up in his second Super Bowl. Uh, I doubt it. But, yeah, that's definitely on the table. So, But if you were going to – I don't think there's any question about this. If you looked at it through a certain prism, if I said to you, all right, Project out the next three years. Three years. NFC teams only. Whose quarterback situation do you like the best? And I don't mean Packers versus Niners. Take all the yeah. teams. Who are you taking? I don't think there's any question this would be one and two. This would yeah. be one and two. I don't know who would be three. And that's, I don't even, Good point. That's where I think it becomes interesting because if the next three years, it probably is Detroit, assuming that mm. you know, you've got Jared for one more year and you would assume that you're going to sign him if he continues to play this yeah, well. Yeah, there's relative health there. You yes. sign him, you keep him. But the other situations, Jalen might be number four because he's still a really good quarterback. Totally. And you hope that you know Howie Roseman and company can build around him again. But he's already expensive. Like Keep right. that in mind now. We're talking about Jordan Love and Brock Purdy, both of whom. By the way, is this year three for Jordan? Or I think is- it is, yeah. Okay. I'm just looking at his contract right now, and he signed a four-year deal. And uh, he's no. This is uh, or is this year four already? Feels like he's been around forever. Yeah, he's got. Uh, I'm seeing one year, and he signed a one year extension for twenty two point five million. So he's not guaranteed beyond next year. Next year, correct. Not next year, right? So that means that this guy is extension eligible this off season, right? Okay. So this is a hell of a run that he's on. Yeah. He made himself a lot of money. For sure. Made and, himself a lot of well, money. Well, the beauty of Green Bay is you can pay Jordan Love. You can give Jordan Love a big contract because, as I mentioned yesterday, all their wide receivers and all their tight ends, which accounts for about seven or eight players, Watson and Dobbs and all the rest of them, they're all first or second year guys. So their whole situation, Mark, is kind of the inverse of the Niners, where the Niners have the quarterback on the rookie deal and you've paid Debo and you've paid Kittle, you've paid Trent. 
CMC's got a big contract and you're going to pay Ayuk. And it's kind of the reverse. Green Bay, well, you're going to pay the quarterback. Yeah. And then all these other guys, they're all, well, many of them are second rounders. So they're going to be up sooner because they're, they, they don't have that, that first round uh, option and the longevity of the contract. But all of them are going to be on rookie deals for the next few years. Yeah. So you can pay your quarterback $40 million and know that all these other wide receivers and tight ends are going to be on those, those rookie deals. This uh, this is the Niners and the Packers. We don't need to tell any of you that this matchup seems to find a way to happen a lot uh, come playoff time. It feels like they're always around. And uh, we've spent the majority of this year feeling like the Packers weren't even going to be a playoff team, and we had no idea if uh, if they had their future quarterback or not. That's really the, the significance of the last nine weeks. It's not about whether or not they can beat the 49ers. We'll see if they can. But what's really come into focus in the last nine weeks is that the Packers do have their guy, dot, 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 again. And they are going to be a team that you got to deal with in the NFC in a conference where right now you don't have a lot of teams that you need to deal with. Now, that can change quickly. We'll see how all of these new quarterbacks uh, come into focus and, and also what happens on teams like Minnesota. Is Cousins coming back? Are you doing something else? Is Fields on the market? How does that all shake down? There's very few teams right now in the NFC where you can hang your hat on them. And you can say, I'm pretty sure that team's going to be good next year. The Niners are one of them. I think the Eagles are another. The Cowboys, to a degree, certainly are. The Lions have arrived in that spot. But now, Green Bay. Green Bay. Like, and, and looking at this guy over the last nine weeks, small sample size Steve, for sure, right. But by the same token, if you asked me, like, who do you who do you not want to face next year in the playoffs? I'll give you one team that you can remove from this party. I would completely pick Green Bay. Yeah, I mean, you don't know about Dallas and what they're going to do. In Philadelphia, it feels like has a number of holes that they need to fill. Forget the South, and you know, Minnesota is a team. They've got some good weapons, but who's their quarterback? Chicago, I still think is a year away from probably being a year away. Detroit would be the other team that I would worry about, but you're probably right in terms of Green Bay. It wouldn't be the Rams, the Cardinals, or the Seahawks. Definitely not. I mean, the Rams will still be... Stafford's not going anywhere yet. Uh, Still totally viable. The receiving core is terrifying. Um, Good young running back, all that. 